LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskan. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch 086 1800 658. Michael Cimbello, Maniac, kicking us off this Monday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. I hope you had a lovely weekend and you're ready for the week ahead. I had a jam-packed weekend and it culminated last night with the launch of Nicola Casti's new book, The Emerald Spy. I was chatting about this on last week's programme. It was a great night in the Dread Arts Centre last night and I was here, there to, to help launch the book and there was a great crowd and some really special guests as well um, that I got the, the privilege of, of meeting. Um, so essentially, just to kind of give you a little bit of background on the book, right? I know Nicola was chatting to Barbara last week. You might have caught it on, on late lunch. But if you didn't, uh, this is inspired by true events. It's called The Emerald Spy. So it says, on the brink of World War Two, who can you really trust? So it's kind of set against the simmering tensions of summer 1939. A group of evacuees flee Vienna for the sanctuary of Newtown House in Ireland. Now, Newtown House is on green on, as we all know in Chairman Fekin. So haunted by their pasts and those they've left behind, Gisela Mueller and Hans Schmidt struggle to settle into their new rural Irish home. So they're uh, Gisela. Is uh, she has to be kind of a, a companion, really, to the really precocious and spoiled Nola Dufresne. Uh Gisela misses her life, her scholarly life, in her own home country. Meanwhile, Hans pines for his true love, Anya. With the surprise arrival of a German secret agent to Ireland, Gisela and Nola find themselves caught up in a plot of espionage and IRA politics that will change all of their lives forever. So it's really, really a good story. And what makes this extra special is when you're from this kind of neck of the woods and, you know, it's about an event that's kind of happening in your in your local area like Term and Feckin it makes it that bit more special and you know I was chatting to Nicola last night about kind of the inspiration for this and how it kind of came about and she discovered this story while uh, researching um, for something else and this was during the height of the pandemic so she said uh, she discovered that a small group of converted Jewish refugees were given refuge at Newtown House which is now on Green On and uh, she went and d- dug into this more and kind of went to trace the family members of the uh, Austrian refugees and she managed to make contact with the daughter of Gisela who's the uh, main character in this book. So imagine my complete surprise last night coming face to face with the real life daughter of Gisela. Now she wanted to remain anonymous for the book and I can understand why but she got up and spoke about her mum and spoke about her, her mother's story and I was really emotional because I'd read the book and when you read the book you'll figure out kind of everything that happens and, and all the rest and then you'll read Nicola's notes at the back and it kind of gives you an insight into all her research. So I was really emotional meeting this real life woman whose mother had fled her home country, had come here to seek refuge in on Green On. It was fascinating. It just makes it all a bit more special, this book. Uh, by the way, the book will be in Academy Books in, in Drogheda. I highly recommend it. If you're into your historical fiction, you'll definitely really like this. And if you're into Downton Abbey, you know, and all those big houses and all that kind of thing it has all of that vibe going on in this it's really really kind of um, 
I don't know, opulent, all those kind of, you know, scenes where she's describing the glitz and glamour and everything that went on in a big house. And it just makes that bit extra special because it happened in Termin Feckin. So if you're looking for something to get stuck into a nice uh, read as uh, the, as kind of the dark evenings will be coming in and all that, I highly recommend it, The Emerald Spy. And as well as that last night, what was really lovely was afterwards, um, this uh, fantastic group in Termin Feckin, they presented this brilliant documentary film of conversations with past and present residents of the village of Termin Fekin. So you had Arthur Matthews and Tony Clayton Lee. You had, oh, there was so many, so many people, uh, Michael Delaney, Aidan Green, so many people that are involved in the, the community there in Termin Fekin. And they're working so, so hard to develop and, and uh, make changes and kind of improve the area and everything. It was a lovely documentary, so I have to congratulate the mayor, Michelle Hall, uh, who set this up and she kind of was producing it so Mayor of Drada Michelle Hall she did, she was instrumental in getting that all together and uh, it was really lovely they're going to be screening it again uh, in Termin Feckin so I'll give you keep you posted on all the details of that but great evening all round uh, last night so um, delighted to be there to support all of this now getting back to today and uh, this is very interesting and I think two and a half or nearly two and a half years ago, I could have been in this position and needing uh, the, the, the help of Liz O'Kane. But how to buy a home. This is a new TV show that's going to be starting on Virgin Media. So they're very much in the kind of pre-production stages of this. They're on the lookout for participants. So if you are looking to buy a home, if you are at that stage where you're just like really giving up all hope that you're ever going to own your own home or you're in the midst of trying to get a mortgage I know exactly what all that's like I was rejected by a couple of banks for my own mortgage it's a nightmare at the moment Uh, well Liz O'Kane property expert and she's from Drogheda originally she is going to be very much involved in this this woman has found houses for everybody she is guaranteed to help so they're looking for participants so we'll be chatting to Liz all about that a little bit later on in the show so do stay with us Katy Perry, smile on LMFM's 11 to 1. Something to smile about because fans of a certain huge Netflix series, season 5 of this is on the way. I'm going to give you all the details after these. 11 to 1. Now, as you all know by now, the budget will be delivered on Tuesday. And first thing on Wednesday morning, the Drada Chamber of Commerce are holding a live budget breakfast briefing. So that's going to happen from 7.45am till 9.15 at uh, the Coca-Cola headquarters um, in Drada. So it's going to be uh, delivered by Grant Thornton and it's going to be very much kind of focusing on kind of measures to tackle the cost of living crisis, future pre-filings economy, uh, supporting the SME sector, all of that, okay? Uh, so it's going to really kind of deliver a full analysis of the, of the budget and really how the changes will affect people. It's open to members and non-members of the Chamber. So for details on it, you can check drawhadachamber.ie and for more information, you can contact Brenda by email. She's brenda at drawhadachamber.ie. Forget me on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now forget everything. Okay, because the first trailer for The Crown season five has been released. Oh my God, the anticipation for this series. Now, I was a late starter to The Crown, you might recall. And then in lockdown, I really got stuck into the whole thing. And I'm right up to date now. And it is just compelling viewing. It really is. I don't know. We're just fascinated by the royal family. But the drama, the drama, drama with this. Uh, So it has been released showing an all out war between King Charles and Princess Diana. So uh, it's going to be uh, heading really, I suppose, to the 90s in its forthcoming season. Dominic West 
He's going to play the monarch to be whilst Elizabeth de Becky takes over the role of the late Princess of Wales. She's got the look. The both of them have the look, in fairness. And uh, at Netflix fan uh, event, it was an event on Saturday for Netflix fans and they got the first look from this new season. And I'm very excited to be able to share you a little bit of this. Here it is. The season five of The Crown. Buckingham Palace is issuing this statement. It is with regret the Prince and Princess of Wales separate. There's uproar in Britain. After Prince Charles bared his soul to the nation, but the Princess of Wales upstaged her husband. Speaking about her broken marriage, her life and her future. Allegedly, for long-time female friends. The tapes are filthy, they're disgusting. Palace left shocked and concerned by the establishment. This is becoming all-out war. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you got to check out the trailer. The 9th of November, not long to wait, which is very, very exciting, which just makes me want to just dive into the whole thing again and watch it from the start. Oh, amazingness. Imelda Staunton, incredible actress. She's going to be stepping into Queen Elizabeth II's shoes for the new season. Jonathan Price, also brilliant actor. He's going to be playing Prince Philip. And production is underway already for the show's sixth and final season. Uh, but of course, it was stopped, obviously, uh, around the time of the Queen's death. But season six will be as well on the way so we've got two juicy seasons to get stuck into for the crown it's just when when they release things like this when the dark months are coming in it just makes it all the more easier it really does take there's a picture of this take my hand now uh, this we played a little bit of this for you a week or two ago when it was released it is the Showtime documentary Nothing Compares featuring uh, the life really and career of Sinead O'Connor this is going to be a big feature in the upcoming Loud International Film Festival which is happening next weekend the 1st and 2nd of October I'll play you just a little, little taster of the trailer just if you missed it so here it is Nothing Compares It was such a shock for me to become a pop star. It's not what I wanted. I just wanted to scream. Everybody in music has a story in terms of what they went through. Every person's duty to themselves is to act on their feelings and to say when they think something is wrong. And take the consequences. I imagine so. The level when nothing compares to you became a hit was extraordinary. This song went number one everywhere in the world. I had come across an article about families who had been trying to lodge complaints against the church for sexual abuse and were being silenced. I had booked her on Saturday Night Live. Basically, everything I had been raised to believe was a lie. There you go, this little taster of it. It's going to be screened, as I say, as part of Louth International Film Festival. We're going to catch a word with the programme director of the festival, Jay Javri. We're going to chat to him after these. 11 to 1.
Nothing compares. The powerful new documentary film about the life and career of Irish singer-songwriter Sinead O'Connor is going to be screened alongside a packed and varied programme of shorts and feature-length films at this year's Loud International Film Festival. It's running in Anton Arts Centre and DKIT on October 1st and 2nd and there's over 50 hours of film and workshops with industry professionals to enjoy so it's a must for any filmmaker or film fan. I'm delighted now to be joined on the line by Jay Javry. He's from Loud Filmmaker Society. He's also director of Loud International Film Festival. How are you getting on, Jay? Uh, I'm well. Thank you, Shane. Thanks for having us again. Great to have you back on the programme. Now, we spoke about the festival briefly back in July when you were in full preparation mode for this, but uh, tell us, how did the festival come about? It's about three years up and running now, yeah? Yeah, uh, it started in like, uh, it's three years uh, this year and obviously would have been the fourth year, but obviously the uh, pandemic meant we couldn't run it in 2020. Um, but uh, in 2019, um, after attending a few festivals, some of the members of the society had the idea to um, start a festival and we pulled the trigger in May of 2019 and booked the venue and then contacted filmmakers for the inaugural uh, festival and then the rest is history. Yeah, because this, you know, as as it's only relatively young, as you say, uh, it's it's done a lot in its time and you have some pretty famous faces associated as patrons of this, don't you? Yeah, we have John Moore, the uh, director. He's uh, a native of Dundalk. He's uh, uh, very supportive of the festival and uh, he gives us a nice little message at the beginning and end of the festival, depending on, on what year, when, when or when he's available uh, to be able to do it. And he's promised at some point in the future that if he's able to, uh, permitting that he will be uh, in attendance. Oh, that's fantastic. Then we have um, Seamus Vergari, who's a uh, um, two-time uh, Academy-nominated cinematographer who actually we presented an award in his name, the Best Cinematography Award, and uh, he's one of our other patrons. That's pretty cool to have the, the, the calibre of these guys behind you for, for a festival. Now, as we said, third year of the festival, it's a growing year on year. There's a huge interest in films and filmmaking in the area. And you guys have collaborated a lot with DKIT and the film schools there. Uh, yeah, one of the uh, key members of the festival committee is Lorcan Dunn. He's a lecturer in DKIT uh, and, uh, in uh, the uh, television and film uh, course and um, the support from DKIT is phenomenal. They students they come and watch the film. They volunteer. Uh, their films are also submitted and um, and judged versus their competition versus the other films as well. And uh, yeah, and this year for the first time we're actually going to be doing workshops. We were planning to do it last year, but for obvious reasons it wasn't really a tenable situation with the pandemic and everything. But this year we're going to actually have our Friday on the 30th of September. We're in DKIT. We have an international shorts program from 2 to 6 o'clock. Uh, cinematography workshop with Colin Mullen, one of the other, um, the artistic uh, director of the festival. And then we have um, a Q&A panel and the showing of, um, uh, you know, what's it called here now? Um is this one of the DKI film? DKI oh, it, it's called Nowhere to Hide with oh, yes. Lawrence McKeown. Yes. So Lawrence, Lawrence McKeown is going to be doing a Q&A and showing it uh, at DKIT. 
And it's great um, to have that because, you know, as part of film festivals, uh, people who haven't been to a film festival before, like it, it is obviously all about looking at film and, and watching film and appreciating film. But the great thing about film festivals is, like you say, you can have these amazing workshops and you can hear from people who are working in the industry. So for people who are interested in filmmaking or starting out in their career in filmmaking or could have made a few films themselves but want to learn more, the, the workshops are really invaluable, aren't they? No, yeah, they're very, they're very, very uh, informative and useful. And even if it's, even if you are experienced, it's good just to be able to go to to kind of brush up on things as well, or hear, you know, finding out different techniques and different ways people approach yeah. how they do filmmaking. Because of course, it's so broad and it's complex, and so many different avenues and ways in which people, um, you know, do what they do to accomplish what they need to when you know making a certain kind of film. Yeah, and it, as you say, the, the different approaches, it's it's so handy and, and useful for people. Now, you have a jam-packed programme. I was looking at it there this morning going, oh my God, you've crammed so much in here. There's so much to enjoy. Give us some of the highlights now. So we have the three feature films, uh, three documentary features, two on Saturday and one on Sunday. Uh, starting off uh, the feature documentaries is Atomic Hope by local director Frankie Fenton from RD. Uh, and it's it's about um, it's inside the pro nuclear movement, and it follows that um, uh, atomic hope, and it's brilliant, and I can't wait for people to be able to watch it. Then uh, we have an industry panel, and then after that on Saturday night we have the Nothing Compares Sinead O'Connor documentary. Now this is quite the achievement and quite the coup for you guys to get this documentary. You know, it's really only kind of getting its releases kind of now and then in the next kind of really week or two here in Ireland. So this is amazing to get this. Yeah, they were very supportive. We just reached out to them uh, and uh, talked to them and said we would love to show your film, and they were they, they were totally up for it. And, and we were able to get it. So sometimes it can be as simple as just reaching out and seeing, mm. you know, what ha- sometimes there's things in the mix, like uh, they have certain commitments or agreements in place. And so that's a landscape you have to navigate. But in this particular case, it worked out. So we're, we're, we're delighted, obviously, to, to show this amazing film. And you will have some of them there as well for a Q&A afterwards? Uh, yeah, we have the editor, Mike Mahan, will be there on the industry panel just before the film. Um, along with Frankie Fenton, and we have the Dundalk native um, Ashlyn Clark, the writer-director. She will be on the panel as well, and we have other guests as well. Some have confirmed, some have not yet, so we're we're waiting. We'll announce it on Facebook when we're 100%. Yeah, you have to get clarification on some of these, and and, and great to see Ashlyn Clark involved in this as well. She's featured on this show a couple of times. Great to see her back and supporting uh, Dundalk as well, which is amazing. So as well as this, and one of the things that I speak about with my friends a lot when we go to film festivals is we don't get to see enough short films because we don't get to see them in the big screen in, in cinemas. So this is a great opportunity for people to see these wonderful movies that they're only like about 10, 15 minutes long. Some of them are even shorter than that. And they're really exciting. The the, the uh, uh, scope of work that's produced really is, 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 is exciting, I think, for shorts. Oh, yeah, they're brilliant. They're engaging, evocative, challenging stuff that really is to do with the here and now. They're dealing with issues that we're dealing with now. Like e- even um, going back to the features of Atomic Hope, is dealing with the energy crisis. You know, it can't be, you know, more relevant. Mm. And now going back to the shorts, uh, it, it, we do, it deals with all manner of subjects. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll argue, you'll have a great time. It's, <laughs> it's, 
it's uh, there's something for everyone uh, at the festival for sure there really is and like that it's just you know sit back and enjoy like a whole kind of you know hour of just short movies is amazing it's a real treat it really is and what I love as well about film festivals is it's a great opportunity to find out you know how things work behind the scenes you know as well as that it's great for people who are in the industry that want to collaborate with each other so it's it's really for the film fan and for filmmakers to go along to this yeah, it's a big it's a big part of our ethos is actually we want to have kind of a connection there where people can go and see these films because it's not like they're like you're saying it's not like these things are these films are available everywhere to be able to see. So festivals are a brilliant opportunity to do it and it's not always handy for people to travel quite far to see these because as, as you can see from our jam packed schedule mm-hmm. that being able to travel far to be able to see it, you'd miss half the films. Oh, you so really would. Having one locally makes um, a big difference for sure. And as well as that, we should say it's ridiculously cheap. Like the tickets for one day is ridiculously cheap. So you're really keeping it lovely and affordable for people. Yeah, we want we want it to be. We want everyone to be able to go. Yeah, we want. We don't want a barrier for entry. The only reason, one of the key reasons that we charge it all is just so when people book a place that they're more likely to go. You know. The, yes. And exactly, you're, you're looking at an empty theatre then if people don't actually, I get, I, I see the, the, the reasoning behind it, absolutely. Well, Jay, I wish you the very best of luck with this. I've no doubt it's going to be a brilliant success this year again. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Uh, well, thank you very much for having us again. Thanks a million. Thanks so much. So the Louth International Film Festival running uh, 1st, 2nd of October. Full details. There is some events as well on the Friday night, the 30th. Full details on this jammer packed programme. You can find it Louth International Film Facebook page. Okay, that's where you'll find Louth International Film Festival Facebook page. That's the best place to go. And the link to the tickets is there as well. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7 On this day in 1969, Apple Records releases the Beatles' 11th studio album was, of course, Abbey Road. Very famous front cover of them all walking across the crossing. Their final recordings as a quartet. It tops the charts in 11 countries. And today is National Family Day, an event intended to allow loved ones to take a re- respite from daily life and spend some quality time together. So get all the family round for National Family Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Wynn. Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. News at 12 is approaching but still to come. Does finding your dream home seem out of reach? Well, property expert Liz O'Kane can help. Plus, Louis Walsh has a new boy band. 11 to 1. Can you? There's One Direction, Night Changes, kicking off our second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you till 1 and... There's another boy band in our life because Louis Walsh unveiled them at the weekend on The Late Late Show and they had taken uh, to the streets of Dublin's fair city to busk as well. They're called Next in Line. I mean, I don't know what it is about the names when they come out. Next in Line? What? Come on now. Like, you know, when One Direction came on the scene and there was a bit of uh, the name as well, uh, people were kind of... I don't know, two minds about it. But then the fans came on board and they were like, oh, we're all directioners. Isn't that what they called themselves? Next in line? What are you going to say? Nexters? Liners? It's not, there's no thing for the fans to la- latch on to there. Do you know what I mean? No doubt they will find something though. But anyway, there they are. The boys 
were revealed in the Late Late Show on Friday and they wasted no time in getting their music out there on the Saturday. Uh, they went out and busked on Dublin's uh, Fair City. They did uh, Aslan's Crazy World, All I Want by Codeline as well and Louis Walsh was standing by. Uh, so they are Conor O'Farrell. He is 20 uh, from Meath from County Meath Harry O'Connell and Connor Davis uh, they're 19 for both from Dublin uh, Neong I think it is Kelly he's from Carlo and 17 year old Navantine Joshua Joshua Regala so a lot of Meath connections in this band which is great to see it really is great to see and remember Leo, Leo, Louis Walsh was on the show here with me putting the call out um, looking for the teenagers to, to sign up and audition and get involved because he was putting a band together now he did kind of say he was hoping for a girl band but look at he here we have next in line, all ready to go, loads of them from County Meath and here's a little taster of their performance on the Late Late Show on Friday night. Here it is. You've been talking with your fists, we didn't raise you up like this, now did we? There have been changes in this house, things you don't know about in this family. Don't make sense, but nevertheless, you gotta believe us, it's all for the best. It don't make sense, the way things go, but son, you should know. Sometimes moms and dads fall out of love, sometimes too. Homes are better than one, some things you can't tell your sister, she's still too young, yeah, you'll understand. When you love someone got promise they've got promise I can see it there they have all the looks as well you know that's always handy you know to appeal to to people as well you've got some good looking lads in the mix there so fair play to them I'm eager to see to see more next in line their new boy band from Louis Walsh now let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi, I'm Louise. Chloe Kardashian opens up about learning the news of Tristan Thompson's infidelity on the season two premiere of The Kardashians. She reveals that shortly after they did an embryo transfer to have a second child via surrogate, she learned that the NBA star was having a child with another woman. I found out about Tristan's situation the first week of December. I was definitely very angry and I think feeling bamboozled, all I know is... I was being encouraged to do it by a certain date. In hindsight, he always knew when the other baby was being born and he found out July 2nd, so he did know. It's just so close. I wouldn't want anyone to think I did this after the fact. Why would I want to have a baby with someone who's having a baby with somebody else? Because I'm not that much of a sociopath. Rihanna has been confirmed as the main act for next year's Super Bowl halftime show. Apple Music confirmed the news on Twitter after the star shared a photo of herself holding an American football. The game takes place at the State Farm Stadium in Arizona in February. Charlie Puth chats about creating his upcoming self-titled album, Charlie, while isolating during the pandemic. He said it was an important factor in connecting with his fans. Charlie drops on October 7th. The whole point of this album was to have my fans feel like I wrote it with them. That's why I documented every step of the way. So they should be familiar with a lot of these songs when they come out. I think I'll probably do um, the rest of my albums like this. Really? And I'd be interested to see other artists do uh, take the same approach as well. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
LMFM.ie for all your showbiz news. Getting back to the music, here's Soft Cell on LMFM's 11 to 1. Here's Soft Cell, Tainted Love on LMFM's 11 to 1. Are you trying to find your dream home, but just it feels completely out of reach? Well, How to Buy a Home wants to help you. It's a new series by Animo TV. They're the guys behind Ireland's Fittest Family and the Great House Revival. They're going to be producing this for Virgin Media. They're on the lookout for prospective homeowners who need a hand navigating the ever-changing Irish housing market. And here to help you is a property expert, Liz O'Kane. We're going to be joined by her after these. 11 to 1. With Is the mortgage process making you miserable? Does finding your dream home just feel completely out of reach? Well, How to Buy a Home wants to help you. It's a brand new series by Animo TV, the guys behind Ireland's Fittest Family and the Great House Revival. It's for Virgin Media One and they're on the lookout now for prospective homeowners who need a hand navigating this ever-changing Irish housing market. With the help of hugely experienced property expert and buyer's agent Liz O'Kane, the series will turn your confusion into confidence and show you how it might be possible to find the right home for you. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by property expert Liz O'Kane. How are you getting on, Liz? Sinead, how are you? I'm so glad you ended that intro with the positive upside. Thank you. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, because look, it's, you know, I was in this myself, you know, two years ago, myself and my husband, we were pulling our hair out, trying to figure out how on earth we were going to buy our own home. We faced rejection, all of that, but we are in our own house now. It is possible. It is possible. So even if it does seem kind of completely out of reach, there is hope, isn't there, Liz? Look, there's always hope and there's always a solution. You know, I, you know, I can't possibly come on and, and talk to Sinead without without giving a positive slant for those out there who are in, you know, the privileged position of being able to buy their own homes. Um, you know, uh, most people come to me when they're actually at their wits end yeah. or their approval in principle is about to run out. That's what tends to happen because they don't want to go back to their financial lender. They want to draw down. And in this country, we are obsessed with property. We're absolutely obsessed with it. And what I think is really important to, to stress is that regardless of what the market dictates, right, or mm-hmm. what the economy dictates, People still want to draw down. They still want a home that's theirs, that they can chip away at and that they're, you know, where possible. And, you know, if they're lucky enough to be able to draw down a mortgage and be in a nice, stable financial position, not pay somebody else's rent. Oh God, completely. I mean, there's no yeah. better feeling. There really isn't. And you know, there there are huge changes that are kind of, it is up and down. It's a movable beast, uh, the, the property situation. So, I mean, should we kind of keep half an ear on what's going on? Because there's a lot of doom and gloom and negativity around this out there. Um, well, look, there's a lot of neg- negativity around absolutely everything. And I'm, I have to say, uh, I'm a bit of a, a, a news fiend. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> sitting at my desk now, which is in my own home, by the way. I work from home. I'm lucky enough to be able to do that and always have done. Uh, but I always have, you know, I always have the news filtering away in the background. And I've actually chosen, you know, in the last month or so to turn it to, to yeah. turn it at a very low decibel because all we're hearing is, you know, all you're hearing is about the energy crisis mm. and Putin and Ukraine and what might happen next. And that does feed into your psyche about decision making, Yeah, you know. Um, but in saying all of that, there still is this, you know, there still is this voracious appetite 
um, to want to be a homeowner in Ireland. And, you know, I, I, I've always said this and I'll say it again, um, and people may well have heard me say it before, it's a bit like John B. Keane in the field. <laughs> we absolutely <laughs> want our patch of grass that nobody else can touch, that nobody else can take away from us and that nobody else can overlook us in where possible. Absolutely. Um, and it's so important. And, and well, look, it's, it's very important to us as a nation. It's not as important to, to our European cousins yeah. who will actually um, who will actually rent for decades, which actually gives them um, more disposable income to go on holiday three or four times a year. Um, but they do not. I mean, I don't really want to go into what the rental market is yeah. um, displaying. And it's also not my area of expertise and neither do I want it to be. But our rental market is one that is shocking for anybody Mm. out there who cannot draw down and who is not able to. It's not so much that they can't achieve the mortgage, but it's achieving it's achieving the property this to purchase. This is the thing. This is the thing. And, 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 and it's, it's and like a rainy, in rainy the market. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is. It's so, so tricky. So for this series then, because this yeah. really is coming at such a good time and I, I really I think, so. yeah, I think a lot of people will, will benefit from this. So ideally, who are you looking for in terms of prospective uh, buyers? Okay, well, we're looking for anybody and everybody. We're looking for all shapes and sizes. Um, we are ideally looking for applicants who are planning to buy a home in the next three to six months. Okay. They can be mortgage approved or in the process of seeking mortgage approval. Um, we're looking for all sorts of buyers with all sorts of budgets and backgrounds. And we really would love to show a diverse range of stories and locations across Ireland, rural and urban. I'd love to travel the length and breadth of the, com- the country. And I would particularly love to hit my home, my home county of Louth. Um, we're filming over the next few months and we're looking for applicants right now, participants to take to take part. And, you know, I think as well, there's going to be a huge amount of guidance and advice mm. and a little bit of possible, um, possible change in the goalposts for people. Because when I sit down with people, whether they're here in, our, in Ireland or abroad, and a huge amount of my clients are actually overseas, they're the Irish who are returning or in fact Americans trying to get out of America and have decided that, that Ireland is, 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 the new, is the new land of great fortune, believe yeah. it or believe it not. But, um, you know, in, invariably in conversations, you know, you will change the goalposts. Oh, massively. You, know, people, I you will change well. the goalposts. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, what I say to people is when I, t- when I talk to them initially, and it's very likely that this is exactly what's going to take, part, t- take place in, when, we're, when we start filming is, right, okay, tell me what your budget is. Tell mm-hmm. me what the, your desired location. Tell me your aspirations and your ambitions for this property. And I'll tell you whether I believe it's achievable or not. Okay. And then we might have to change the goalposts a little bit. And this is the well, key thing. People need to be open-minded because that was a journey that I went through as well, Because yeah. you do, you have you, idealistic did your goalposts change, Sinead? Massively. And let me tell you, yeah. right, I had a notion that I wanted to have, um, so in the downstairs, I wanted to have, say, the, the kitchen area, I wanted to have a separate sitting room and I wanted another extra separate sitting room. Why hmm. did I want that other extra sitting room? Does that, the daft notions, right? To be completely redundant 
abundance and more heating. Yeah, huh? exactly. And probably a dumping ground for all the kids' toys. So we don't Completely. have that other sitting room and I don't look for it now. And it's amazing. Now, that's a very simplified thing, but it's an amazing how, you know, you do have these kind of notions in your head of what your house is going to be like. And then you go out and you go to view things and you go, oh my God, this, <laughs> what am I talking about and, here, you know? And and equally, you know, you know, since we've come out of that goddamn pandemic that locked us all up and for, for the guts of two and a half years, you know, everybody everybody's worlds have become much more diverse yeah. just in terms of how they work, how they operate, you know, what other opportunities are, are out there for them. And, and many of us are, are very settled and very, very careful about what we'd like to do, um, except that if you talk to somebody... You know, i.e., myself. Um, you know, I'm. You know, th- th- there'll be a few other avenues that that potentially should be explored, and always just keep a very broad, open mind. Yeah. You know about about where you might actually settle. Yes. And the interesting thing is, and um, the interesting thing is as well, uh, most purchasers now, not all, but the majority of purchasers are quite fixated on a home for life. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. They're quite fixated on a home for life. And sometimes what needs to happen is to actually draw down that mortgage to the stepping stone for the home to life, for, for to become the home, for the next purchase to become yeah. your home for life. All right. And, you know, we have there's things going on in the world right now. And I suppose I might as well mention it. The fact that the interest rates are. Uh, have gone up yeah. and are very likely to to go up again, and uh, very likely before the end of the year, and, and absolutely at the beginning, at the early start part of of next year. And drawing down now is very important to people because they will then achieve um, a lower fixed rate. That, yes, you know that most that the only lending financial institutions will have to honour. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of a frenzy out there because people are are trying to draw down. Yes. And get get, get the home secured. Absolutely. I actually have a question here, Liz, just coming in on 0861800658. This person is, she says, uh, what about people who are older, say mid 40s? Would you be willing to take them on? Is it going to be harder uh, to get a mortgage, says this question? Yes, please. Yes, okay. please. This would can, can I just say categorically? I've had people on my on my own books in their fifties wow. buying for the first time. Okay, that's right? very encouraging. Yeah, and, and and what's important for anybody who's listening out there to know is that you know a mortgage does not have to be a traditional twenty to thirty year mortgage. Mm-hmm. It can be a, it can be a shorter um, time frame to pay off. So if you're in your mid forties. You might get a mortgage till you're seventy. Okay. And the thing about it is, if you listen to the news, we're going to be working. The government Liz. would like us all to be working till we're seventy anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, keep busy. Absolutely, go and investigate. Investigate with, this with, yeah. with 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 a, with a good broker, with a good local broker. Actually, I know a great local broker in Drada. And, um, you know, with, with a good broker and say, OK, I'm 40, whatever. What can I draw down and for how long? Exactly. Yeah. You and, know. And, 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 you know, just go and explore it is the thing. Absolutely. And, you know, Liz, for you, because I know you you do this every single day. It must be so rewarding when you find homes for people who've been searching for so long. I mean, it must be just a really nice feeling. Look, the uh, it, it is great. It is great. Look, my job, and I'll be brutally honest here, Sinead, my job is to get people on the books fast mm-hmm. and to get them off the books fast. 
right? Yes. It's to, it's to find their solution as quickly as possible. And as a buyer's agent, as somebody who only purchases, I do not sell property at all. I don't have for sale signs in the boot of my car. I only act for the purchaser. Most sales agents are very willing and happy to negotiate with an agent to agent because it makes the process, it makes it more swift mm-hmm. and it shows that I have intent and they know that I have a client who's very serious, right? Yes. So they will engage. Now, invariably, they should always be, always be engaging. Sometimes I lose. Most of the time I win. I'm good at what I do and I know how to bid strategically. But sometimes I do lose, and then we just move on to the move on to the next. There'll always be there'll always be new. Uh, you know, I, I could have eight, nine, or ten identified properties for a particular client. Yeah, you know, and um, it's a process of elimination, and that elimination comes about very, very quickly, and invariably, then you end up with two or three. Uh, in, 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 in the pile that you honestly think and if I can't achieve to purchase one of those well then I'm doing something wrong so I've been at this for 20 years so I think I think I kind of have it right I think, I think you I'm, do I'm not doing a bad job you're not doing a bad job forget Phil and Kirsty. it's Liz O'Kane that we want uh, oh I'm listen not... stop they're going 20 years <laughs> Jesus Christ if I could tell you all about all the blips uh, but the blips are good blips, blips are, are good, good. Blips makes are good. better well Liz yeah. I've no doubt that this uh, is going to be a great series you're the woman I to help so. that's for sure and I'm wishing I you the very so. best of luck with it Thank you. And look, can I just say, anybody who, who, who's listening who'd like a little bit more information, email home yes. at animotv.ie, A-N-I-M-O-T-V dot I-E. And um, yeah, would, uh, dying, dying to help anybody, young, old, trading up, trading down, whatever's happening, would, would, love, to, would love to talk to everybody who's, who's interested in learning about how to buy a home. Fantastic, Liz. Looking forward to watching it when it's on TV. Thank you yeah. so much for, for joining me today. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks. I appreciate it greatly that you contacted me. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. Liz O'Kane there. Home at animotv.ie. I have the email here if you're on the lookout for it. And like Liz says, it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. It doesn't matter if you're single. It doesn't matter if you're uh, trading up, trading down. First time buyer, 10th time buyer. It doesn't matter. They want to hear from you if you want to buy, a, how to buy a home. It's called home at animotv.ie. 11 to 1. With- Loving that one, lost Dermot Kennedy. Now, a black leather wallet with credit card and personal items enclosed in it was found on Friday on the bridge in Termin Fecken. If you have lost something, uh, you're the owner of this wallet, please contact us in LMFM here. Um, it's just a black leather wallet, credit uh, card, personal items in it, uh, found around the bridge in Termin Fecken. If that sounds like your wallet, please contact us here on 0419832000 and we'll put you in, in, back in, in touch with it. And also, a car and four house keys were found on the Denor Road as well last week we have them here in reception in LMFM okay so if you, if you lost your car and four house keys again uh, contact us here 0419832000 now it's time for jobs LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online check out the latest northeast news sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie Experienced childminder required for two children aged one and two years of age in Minder's own home in the North Drogheda area. Please text if you're interested in this 086 0732 
972. Darver Castle have the following full-time vacancies housekeeping manager and a bar manager to apply you can email accounts at darvercastle.ie and don't forget all of the details of those jobs are updated on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search I'm clearly in a romantic mood today here's Daniel Beddingfield for you a major fundraising initiative has kick-started in Delic and a local woman is walking the Cam- Camino de Santiago next week. Uh, well, it actually started this week. She started yesterday, uh, Patricia Gallagher. So she started uh, literally just yesterday morning and as well as her doing the walk, uh, she's going to be doing 125 kilometres over the uh, five days. People here are also going to be walking with her. So it's all part of the Helping Hands, Helping Communities, which was set up by Thomas Lynch in 2019. 19 and uh, basically the groups will have a 1000 kilometer team challenge so the volunteers will participate in three different categories so you can do a 50 kilometer walk a run 100 kilometer cycle and that's all before Friday the 21st of October so you can complete the events in your group maybe or on your own whichever you, you want to do so um Thomas got this this group set up and uh, he basically was, uh, he really wanted to kind of help obviously people that were, you know, homeless. So he got involved in all of that and has been donating to homeless charities, uh, places like uh, the Drada Women's Refuge, Mead Food Bank and Stronger Together Ireland. So last year, the group did its first Camino Challenge. 19 people took part. They raised 2,490 and another 10 in Australia decided to join in raising 3,000 euros. So due to last year's success, they were in a position to support Drada Cares for the Homeless Drada Women's Refuge and So Sad as well uh, Delique Senior Citizens as well and Homeless Ireland Action Collective so they have been helping all of these so the, this is happening at the moment uh, Patricia's in uh, the in Spain doing the walk and all of the people that are supporting her through this Helping Hands Helping Communities initiative which is just lovely and they're giving back to so many different causes uh, so fair play to people getting involved in this and they do have a Facebook page as well you can check it out Helping Hands Helping Communities on Facebook you can find all the details of it there There's Harry Styles as it was just want to read this out before we finish up but uh, Loud Volunteer Centre are holding information uh, sessions this week during Positive Ageing Week which is running until October 1st and they're running an information session in uh, the library it's called uh, Drada Library it's called uh, Challenging Ageism Reframing How We Think Feel Act uh, Towards Ageing and Older Persons so that's happening today at 2pm in Drada Library so they're also going to look at how volunteering can benefit older people uh, not in the context of volunteering to help them but rather them as volunteers themselves so that's all happening today in Drogheda Library so if you're somebody that might be interested in vol- volunteering uh, you're retired you're older age group it would be a very uh, worthwhile session for you so that's happening today 2pm in Drogheda Library that is our lot of the show for today thank you so much for your company I'll leave you with the pretenders have a great Monday LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237